Welcome to the Together for Good podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. Our episode today is a conversation between Pastor Gary and myself, Pastor Nate, as we discuss the Holy Trinity. This is the extended cut, if you will, the uh, addition to Sunday's sermon. Uh, If you haven't heard Sunday's sermon, it's the previous episode on this podcast where I talked about my epiphany as it relates to the Holy Trinity, and actually a bunch of epiphanies kind of baked into that whole sermon. But now Pastor Gary and I sit down just to talk together a little bit more about maybe some pieces that I missed or didn't go into a lot of detail on during the sermon, just other parts of what this strange theological concept can really mean for us and our life of faith. We really hope you enjoy it. Um, As always, thank you so much for listening. We're so pleased with uh, the feedback and the affirmation we've been getting about these podcasts. Tell a friend. Um, Share the link on social media. We'd love to have more people listening. And as always, feel free to go to the iTunes store and leave us a review and a rating. All of that really helps uh, build our audience and let other people find and discover this. But now, enough uh, nuts and bolts. Let's get into this conversation between Pastor Gary and myself on the Holy Trinity. Okay, Pastor Gary, Pastor Nate here to follow up on our epiphany from Sunday. Uh, If you haven't seen it, there I preached a sermon and it took place in multiple parts on Sunday morning and was talking about many epiphanies I've had over the years with the help of pastors and professors alike in thinking about this strange theological concept. And so, Pastor Gary sat there the whole time and took diligent (laughs) notes and has to have his rebuttal. No, that's not at all what this is, but there's just pieces that we missed. It's a big concept, so I'll let you kind of lead the way, Gary. Yeah, first I should say this was Sunday, January 24 of 2021. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, Oh, I guess, do I have to have heard the sermon first? I would say yes. You'll be so much more... Um, fulfilled if you did. And note that it happens at different points in the worship service, so take time to do that. I think you'll just find this discussion to be more fruitful. If and you just have so you know, know on that, if you didn't know, the episode podcast episode previous to this is an audio recording of that sermon, so it's all right there, really simple for you. But yeah, That's thank great. you for that. Yeah. So here's things that really struck me on Sunday as I was listening. Well, one, the analogies that you use that were so personal, I think really helped us understand your epiphany because you know you talk about this sense of math one plus one plus one equals three and then you get to church and they say no one plus one plus one equals one (laughs) and the complexity of that and how we try to talk about the trinity really becomes complicated for our own lives i've often told people that if you give me one minute I can convince you that we have one God revealed in three persons, as we often talk about it. But if you give me two minutes, you'll probably convince that we actually have three gods. (laughs) But then if you give me five minutes, I'll get us back to one God, because it it has us going in circles sometimes to try to make sense of it. Yeah, and I think, right, but I also, uh, like, it's, it's so much the point, too. It's good that God is complicated. Because if God was really simple and you could just put it in a box, like I don't think that would be very satisfying either. Um, as frustrating as it is for, especially in this day and age, when, when science has helped us figure out so many things, we just feel like we should also be able to completely figure out God. And I feel like that often um, holds us back from what faith is actually about, right? It's called faith for a reason. You, right. Sometimes you just take some things on faith and that's okay. That's yeah, but, okay. but it's good to 
one, it's good to sort of take it on faith, but it's also good to explore what does that mean for your life. Absolutely. And that's what I, I love the way you talked about the visitors to Abraham. Mm. And so there were three visitors. And in my mind, that has always been like three angels were sent from God. But on Sunday, you talked about the fact that Abraham was visited by the presence of God, known within three visitors. And I thought, that's so much more rich than just thinking about an angel being sent. Not that I want to discount at all the angel that was sent to Mary or the angel that was sent to Joseph in his dream, but the idea that the very presence of God in community came to visit Abraham I think that just makes a much more um, rich experience when you consider that Bible passage. Yeah, well, and the, the thing that I, I didn't get to say on Sunday either, the cool parallel there too, because you'll remember that Jesus tells us, right, when you welcomed the least of these, you welcomed me. And Abraham actually models that for us. Oh, yeah. He welcomes three strangers and unknowingly welcomes the presence of God, which is exactly right. Like what Jesus will say thousands of years later is how it works. So yeah. I thought that was a really cool interplay. I couldn't find a way to work it into the sermon, but I'm glad <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> and I like that concept of the God, the creator in that way, is that even back in mm. Abraham, there was no concept of the Trinity no, no, or no. Abraham. And yet to understand community already in, as a way that God visits us. To me, I, I just it's a wonderful way of already establishing that this God is going to be in relationship with us differently and, and in a more full way than we would ex expect ourselves. Yeah, well, and it, and it is, right? It, I mean, I think with all of this, it, it just continually comes back to relationship. And even, I mean, two weeks ago when you were preaching about um, the scripture and talking about your epiphanies with scripture, you, you, you mentioned it like, how will this deepen your relationship with God, which always yeah. seems to be God's deepest desire is for that relationship. And so then it makes sense too, that God would exist in a three and yet one form. Like God is relational in God's very being. Yeah. Um, it all kind of fits together with that. It also makes perfect sense that God would be revealed to us through Jesus Christ so that we could understand relationship on a human level. Yeah. And that's what just gives you so much excitement about God's greatest desire for us is I, I believe that it's to be in relationship. And certainly Moses would have experienced that at the burning bush or the crossing of the Red Sea. But those were such majestic acts. Jesus comes sometimes and does the most simple of things for us to grow in that relationship. I think it makes so much sense. And Sunday you were talking about how God knows us so well because God chose to be here in Jesus. And you talked about the fact that, yeah, Jesus knows suffering. Uh, Jesus knows abandonment. Jesus knows so many of those human emotions that take us to the depths. But Jesus also knows the joy of being at a wedding. I only focused on the negative. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're right. And so even in our wedding liturgy, we say, you know, to God, just the way you made the wedding at Cana such a glad event, send your spirit now that we can have your joy at this wedding because we know that jesus was there in such relationship the same way that jesus went to parties now in the bible we'll call them banquets and they make it sound like they're these big formal affairs they were just parties yeah and jesus went with his disciples and with those who were gathered around him 
but that's a great human experience that Jesus shares with us. Well, and I really model for us there too, don't I? That we tend to only think about God or think about Jesus when things are really difficult. Yes, right. But to remember and invite Jesus into those joyous moments as well and to realize that that's another way that we connect with God, right? It's not just that God is with us at our lowest, but in those big joyful celebratory moments too, the presence of God is there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's maybe the difference in how we understand because how we understand like, what part of God encounters us at any given time? I mean, I know if I'm next to a stream and I love hearing the water mm. rushing, I always think that God the Creator is close to me. If I'm on a mountain and, and looking at the the wonderful you know scenic view from a mountaintop, I think of God the Creator being there with me. But then I remember, well, Jesus took disciples to the top of a mountain for an experience. So I should think, well, Jesus is right here too, probably. And uh, that Jesus went to a river to be baptized. Hmm. And so I should think that it's not just a creator God, but it's that God who wants to know every human emotion that I'm experiencing that's there with me. Yeah, well, and it's, I mean, it just kind of goes to show as we think about the, uh, the broader idea of the Trinity is that you, you can't really isolate any one person. Right. Like, just as you're kind of saying there. And yet you can still kind of connect more with one person than another at any given moment. I'm, I'm with you too, right? When I'm out in nature, I am thinking a lot about God the Creator, right? that first person of the Trinity, but you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, Jesus went out into the wilderness all the time, <laughs> yeah. um, up on mountains, etc., etc. So yeah, it, it is. it does kind of illustrate the problem that we want to isolate and just focus on one person, but it all kind of flows together, right? The, the Holy Spirit is a part of all that too, right? The ongoing presence of God in our lives making this all possible. Yeah, and that's where Sunday you mentioned at one point that God, within the fullness of God, is one community. And, and that's where that really comes together is for us to not separate so much, although it's hard not to, because even our creeds talk about creator, right. savior, and then spirit or sustainer, whatever language we connect to that. But the way we understand that the Holy Spirit works within us to understand the melding of God is three in one, mm -hmm. opens us for up, opens up to us the opportunity to see God in a more full way. And I think that that's, that's part of the brilliance of it too, is that um, at any given point in your life, one of these persons of the Trinity, one of these expressions will, will resonate with you more strongly than the other. Sure. Just as people have all sorts of different opinions about this, that, or the other thing. I think, yeah, in our life experience as well, there just might be points when you feel closer to one part of the Trinity than the other, but doesn't that just illustrate God's ability to be in relationship with us? Yeah, because I suppose in some ways, if you would say, I really need to know a God of creation, but I'm only allowed to think of God in terms of Jesus Christ, we would be limiting our expression exactly. of God. Or when we feel ourselves moved emotionally and we say we feel truly moved by the Spirit, if we could only understand God as a creative aspect, we might miss that God has an emotional capacity to be yeah. a part and with us. Well, and the place where I've really experienced all this too is just in, in going to different churches and, and different Christian denominations over my time period. Because really when you look at the different denominations, some of them tend to focus a little more on one person of the Trinity than the other, just That's in their true. normal worship leadership. And so I've been to some congregations that really 
emphasize the presence of the Holy Spirit yeah, and, and more charismatic moments, if you will. And what's really fascinating about that is that it was a really incredible experience to worship in those environments. And yet it was still definitely not where I would typically be on a Sunday morning. right? Like, <laughs> sure. So I can appreciate it. And there's mm-hmm. something that I can learn about God through that experience and connect with God in a new way. And yet still say like, that's your style. That's for you. That's not necessarily for me. And that being okay as well. right? It just shows you that you, you still have something to learn from the different ways that people connect with God, even if it's not your way even if it's not your way to, to really understand and be in a relationship. That's probably true, is to realize that at different points in our lives and in different points in our own in our own connection, we'll find that way to connect in relationship. And it is, it is sort of one of the hazards of the church that we think other people are doing it the wrong way. Right. <laughs> you know, and maybe that's the beauty of having... A God that's known in three ways, but is one God, is to say, God took all that and threw it out the window. So there's no <laughs> wrong way to understand my presence with you. Right. And so, yeah, so you're in the same way that there are some churches that really highlight the Holy Spirit, there are some that highlight Jesus. Mm-hmm. Everything is about Jesus, and you wouldn't know there was a creative aspect or a sustaining aspect to God in those places, but that's what's drawing people close to God. And sometimes you say, then go with it. Right. If it's building your relationship with God, why should there be a downside to it? Yeah. And and, and also to just say that in in visiting or learning from other people about their expression of faith, you don't have to adopt it, right? Like you don't no. have to go exactly the way, but you have something you can learn from them. They'll yes. show you how to better, you know, how to better live a life of faith just in the way that they live out their faith and vice versa as well. Yes. There's some real power just in learning from one another without having to feel like we have to become one another. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something about Lutheranism that at times does become somewhat academic. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that's probably one of the challenges that we have is we had somebody like Luther who was such a great academician. Yep. <laughs> but... You know, we would say, I'm looking at this person and they seem so excited about Jesus. Yeah. And I, I want to put a theological framework or I want to expand their view on God. And sometimes I just lose that that ability to just lean into God. Yeah. And just, and right, like connect on a very deeply emotional level, right? right. Like maybe that's right. kind of the, the piece to it is that... Yeah as Lutherans, like you said, because we have this academic history, and right, like not just Luther, but then you look at all the great oh, yeah. theologians, it's right. like, they tend to be Lutheran. We <laughs> yeah. love to think about God and have really incredible, interesting, complex thoughts, yes. but when it gets to a more emotional level, we're not as familiar with that expression. Yeah. And obviously, both are very important and very valuable. They really are, and maybe that gets us to the point of talking about the Spirit, is that we should not be afraid about being more spiritual mm-hmm. that it that it creates something new in us beyond our academic explanation and just lets us turn ourselves over to the things that God do and so even Sunday you mentioned that it's the holy spirit that makes a communion of saints even possible i love that it's it's not as if saying that just because we know god created the heaven and the earth now we have this ability to gather together um, to be a part of God's community. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. We, say, we would need help with that still. <laughs> yeah. That's what the Spirit does. The Spirit just opens up that great possibility for us. And, of course, now it, it sounds 
almost challenging in you know January of 2021 yeah. to be saying that the Holy Spirit makes community possible. And part of what we'd have to understand, and we certainly do here at Bethany Lutheran Church, when we stand up at the beginning of worship, we say, welcome to Bethany. There are very, very few people in the room, and there are a lot of people watching worship via a live stream. The fact that we can consider ourselves to continue to be in community even when we cannot be gathered in the same room mm -hmm. that's clearly the work of the holy spirit right exactly and and that it's still yeah i think it's the, the greatest miracle <laughs> of the last year or so right that yeah. somehow community is still happening and people do still feel connected to their church and we're finding ways to continue um to be the church together despite the health restrictions that are in place that prevent it from looking like it normally does. Right. Right. Well, and so I'm I'm reminded too of um, there's this great work by Dietrich Bonhoeffer called Life Together, another Lutheran theologian <laughs> right. for those keeping track at home. But I know he starts off like it's it's writing about life together, but he says every experience of community is a experience of God's grace, and to just kind of like put that in his very first chapter about helping us recognize and understand how sacred and important that is. I think we often overlook it. But this yeah, year, that's been so much more uh, relevant and true in my heart, too. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I took community for granted yeah. because it was right. I was always around people. And now, all of a sudden, I'm realizing what a sacred gift that is that I had just kind of overlooked all along, taken for granted, like I said. Right. Right. Well, and the other piece that I want, I know you wanted to talk about, too. I'll let you jump in on this. I did talk on Sunday about how many of my close connections with God were experiences in community. Mm -hmm. and, and that, like, there does seem to be something about when you encounter true community, you're encountering the essence of God in some way, some element of God. And yet I should have added and failed to the fact that, that those aren't my only experiences with God. And it's <laughs> right. not like that you can only have a God moment, thin space moment with other people. Yeah. It can also be very personal. Exactly. And that's where I think going back to that sense of how do we experience God when we are alone? And sometimes that would be um, if, if a family member has come down with an illness and I realize there's no one around me, uh, what I often do is just draw on the fact that I know God is still close. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not shared in a human experience at that point, I still feel that presence. And I think that's what's so important. And clearly that that, you know, as we know so well in Denver, the mountaintop experience, yeah, yeah. you can have that alone and feel extremely moved by what is happening. And yet here's the thing that I think is so um, real about a mountaintop experience. I've, I've never had an experience like that and then come away and it doesn't have to be on a mountain. It could be, you know, next to a, a lake, a stream, it could be on a golf course, you know, it could, it could be a lots of different places. I've never had this experience of really feeling God's presence and thinking, boy, got to keep this one to myself. <laughs> you know, because true? even though I might have it, I want to share it. And so whether I share it on Facebook or I share it in person with yeah. somebody or I text somebody a picture of where I just was, that's a part of that whole thing. And that almost exemplifies or even magnifies the sense of God is three in one is I can't have that experience and feel like it's a full and complete experience until I share it. Interesting. That's such a great point. That, yeah, when, when God breaks into your life, you just can't help but, but, but share it in some way. Right. You, you want to keep it forward. Which, Pastor Gary? 
is a great segue into the sermons that are coming up. <laughs> they are. We have two two weeks of stewardship coming up, which really <laughs> seems like we're about to get into a stewardship sermon. So I'll hold us back. Um, anything more you want to add about the Trinity? No, just that don't don't think you have to understand it completely. Right. right. Uh, but just understand that God never meant to be um, sort of shut in, closed in. Yeah. I think God always said there's more to learn there's more to experience and more than anything else god will say if you want to get closer to me i'll give you three ways to do that <laughs> i am creative i am personal i am flowing through you with yeah. every breath god would be saying come 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 be in relationship with me uh, the fact that god gives us the trinity to magnify that experience only makes me want to draw closer to God myself. Yeah, well said. That that's a really good place to leave it. I, I love that you're yeah, just that there's there are all these different ways that God is just desiring to be in community with us. Um because that's just the very essence, that relational piece is who God is. Yeah. Uh, everyone, hey, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your engagement with it this way. There will be more conversations like this coming soon. Um, tell your friends, share it yeah. around. It's really easy. We're glad that people are connecting with us this way. As always, stay in peace.